Hello, Michelle Laurie here. It's no secret that Australia's property market is out of control these days, but I, for one, can't seem to stop following along. I've become a bit obsessed with it, to be honest. What's up, what's down, and who on earth is paying those prices for those houses? So I want to personally recommend a podcast for you. It's called Real Property. It'll keep you across the latest information on the Australian property market in a clear and easy-to-digest way. Real Property, building a community of more informed property buyers. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast contains description of violence and a few F-bombs are dropped, normally by me. Therefore, it's not suitable for children. I'm criminologist Anne McMahon. Welcome to Stalking Australia. Bringing up children is a hard job any day of the week. But throw into the mix two young children with maladaptive behaviour and a young mother who has just undergone spinal surgery, leaving her in a wheelchair during recuperation. Now, what was needed here was a nanny who would fly in like Mary Poppins and help Shannon with the children and chores. What flew in was a mother's worst nightmare. Hi, Shannon. How are you? Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, how are you? Yeah, I'm great, thank you. Um, Let's just get right into it, Shannon. Um, Where were you in your life when you met your stalker? Um, I I met her on the 20th of April, 2018. Um, I had just had spinal surgery on the 8th of April and I needed help looking after my disabled children. So I um, looked on the website, weneedanany.com, and um, she came over, I gave her the job, um, and yeah, it started on the 20th of April, 2018, and we're now, what, the 23rd of September, 2020, and she's still not out of my life. So, so yeah. how, did, how did it start? Like, what, what preceded the stalking? Um, she was working for me and, um, my kids. And then I found another family for her to help out, but she had told identifying information about this other family. And then I said to her, well, I'm not sure about your position here. Um, because if you're giving out identifying information and sensitive information to other people, you you don't have a job. That's, it's not how it is. Um, you can't do that. And, um, she then started a tirade of, um, text messages and MMSs and Facebooking and it just snowballed from there. And then she took me to work cover, um, and said that, um, she was an employee, which she wasn't. She was a contractor and said that she suffered psychological damage in my home um, and then proceeded to take me to industrial relations and report me to the police for growing marijuana and having um, weapons on the premises. Um, I've been raided twice. I've had child protective services at my house three times. Um, she has made allegations that I was selling drugs to the school teachers at the special school um, and has contacted NDIS and Stuart Roberts and said that I am committing fraud. She's contacted my GP. She's contacted um, ex-contractors that used to work for me and help me care for my kids. And um, if... It was, if she could contact anybody, she would. Like, I've had people that I haven't spoken to in, like, 
six years or so um, contact me and say you you need to be careful this person is trying to get us to say bad stuff about you being a parent that you're unfit and that um that you know that you're not fit to be a mother and she's made three applications to the family court of australia for custody of my children and she only worked for me for five and a half months um, she wants custody of your children yeah that's um, crazy when i had my surgery i was really weak um i'm now permanently disabled from it i had my c6 and 7 fused and decompressed and i've got a wire a metal plate in my neck and i can't lift any more than five kilos now for the remainder of my life um i have issues with balance and walking because i've suffered a spinal injury um and she knew this and when i was even on the the medication like i couldn't take medication unless i had somebody around because my kids needed care when I was under the influence of medication, she used to try and get me to sign my will over to her. And yeah, she just kept harping on it. Like she, she thinks that my kids have a lot of money. Like you get a lot of money from the government. You don't, you don't, she thinks that NDIS is like this open checkbook that you can just go and spend money. Um, it's not, you have to supply, um, invoices for everything that you buy and it has to be reasonable and necessary and it has to be within the goals of the NDIS plan. So, yeah. Sharon, talk um, to me about the time that the police raided you. Oh, um, which time? Um, the first time the police raided me. Um, sorry, I just get... No, it's fine. It's understandable. You're doing great. <laughs> sorry. I, I never did anything wrong to her. Um, I treated her like you treat your best friend. Um, yeah, um, the first time they raided me, I wasn't home and then I came home and then the police officer said to give him a call and I gave him a call and I said, we let ourselves into your house. Um, we've had allegations that you have drugs and weapons on the premises. We've gone right throughout the house and we've found nothing to warrant that. And I said, well, you can come back and have a look. And he said, we've already looked. And the only drugs that you could say that I have on the premises is my daughter's cannabis oil, which is through the TGA with SAS approval. Um, that costs $1,100 a month. Oh. So it doesn't make sense that if I was growing it, why would I be spending so much money to buy it legally? How were they able to enter your premises without a warrant? Um, they had a warrant oh. um, on them that I had. Um, I was supplying possession, possession, possession of um, marijuana and growing, and I had weapons on the premises. My weapon that I have, if you could call it a weapon, is a paintball gun. Um, it's locked up in the back barn with the quad bikes and that away from the children. Um, and I've had it forever. Like, I don't think that the gel balls are any good anymore. Um, that's how long it's been since I've had it out. So, um, what happened the yeah. second time you were raided? Oh, um, they, um, entered the house screaming and yelling. Um, they had their tasers pulled, um, because they were under the, 
assumption that I was armed and I was dangerous. And um, my two kids um, ran and hit each other because they were scared of the screaming and the yelling. And they ran into each other and my son fell back and split his head open on the door frame. And I was trying to comfort him and make them okay. And they just kept screaming and yelling at me and I told them to stop. They need to calm down because my children have disabilities. And, um, yeah, I was interrogated for about four, four and a half hours while they searched my property from top to tail. Um, they went through the back barn. They went through right through the house. My kids were so scared um, because I was under arrest. I couldn't move. Um, the carer that I had here um, that day was out at the back, um, um, what is it called, the clothesline. And um, the police said to her, how many people are in the house? And she said, there's the mum and two kids, but the kids will not understand what you ask of them. They have autism. Now, my daughter has level three nonverbal autism with a, a profound intellectual impairment. And my son has level two autism with a moderate impairment. So intellectual impairment. So they didn't understand what was happening or they were, were scared and now they've suffered psychological damage from it now because every time they see a police officer or a police car they just start screaming right so, so she um, she how do we know it was her that put the police on to you do we know that because the police have said that she's done this to other people oh, wow. they they have never um, followed through with the charges. Um, and I can understand why, because the police have said to me that they're not going to do anything until she does something, um, because that's the only way that they can 110% prove it, that she's, yeah. She she made, when the um, industrial relations matter went through, she made um, statements to her psychiatrist that um, she sees me and hears me everywhere and she's going to kill me if and when she comes across me. And the um, psychiatrist said that it, she's on the increase of risk. Um, at, I'm on the increase of risk at imminent harm. So she's escalating. But, yeah. And she's having mail sent to my house with her name on it. Um, why, would um, you, why would she be doing that? To let me know that she's still there. Like, oh. To put it into context, she knows every aspect of my life, like every aspect. She knows who my kids' doctors are. She's even co contacted my GP and said, you know, you need, need to know what your job is. If Shannon's abusing those children, they need to come to me. And my doctor's like, you need to get off the phone. Um, she, my doctor said she's next level single white female crazy. Um, it's She sees my life as something that she should have had. Um, I'm just a disabilities mum, do you know what I mean? Trying to do the best I can with what I've got. And it's it's hard. It must like, be terrifying, it, Shannon. It is. Life's hard enough having special needs kids without right. having somebody do what she's doing. Like my son had to move schools because she kept turning up there because her sister worked as a teacher there. Um, and then I moved him schools and now I'm worried about because of the transfer that she'll know what school he's at now. I've changed the number plates on my car and got a new car. I put security cameras right throughout the house and then I've had to tell the current um, workers in the house that help me with the kids that if you see her, you ring triple zero. I've had to tell my son, you see her, you scream and you run, no matter what she says. Um, and he has level two autism. He doesn't get it. Like if he... 
if she came up to him, and I know it for a fact that if she came up to him and said, oh, it's all right, your mum said or your dad said or, you know, one of the carers said it was my turn to get you, come with me and I'll give you an ice cream or, you know, a football or something, he'd be like, yeah, he doesn't get danger. Yeah. Um, That's what makes it even more scary. Yeah, the imminent threat of harm from her is next level and her brother was um, or is a comanchero for the bikies. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I don't know when they're going to come through my house. I don't know. And I don't know what lies she has said about me. I know what she has said in court and she had no proof. And they said that this woman, we won't name her, that um, she had no evidence. She only had um, allegations made by her, whereas I had over 22 pages of evidence to refute everything that she had said about me. Um, Why were you guys in court? What happened there? She took me to industrial relations saying that she was um, psychologically harmed whilst working for me, that I was a bully and I harassed her. Um, And this led to a court case, did it? Yeah, yeah. I'm not the one that's going to the family law courts to try and get custody of my kids. Do you know what I mean? She's the one that's using the system to hurt me and my kids. My kids are the ones that are ultimately suffering out of this, and it's insane. Why is she doing it, Shannon? What, why do you think she's doing it? I mean, who has the time for a start to do that? Never mind the inclination. Why is she being so evil? The police said that I was perfect for the picking i've got no family my parents have passed on and my kids are the only person that they've got so i because i'm so isolated that i was easy pickings so and because i had just had spinal surgery and yeah yeah i just she's done it to other people and that i was the prime one for it that you know but what what is her goal do you think why does she need to do this to people i firmly believe now that it's because I've stopped contact with her. Um, On the 28th of October in 2019, I stopped conversing with her. Like that was the day that I said to her, I wasn't sure about her position here anymore. And that's when she started with the messages that she wasn't able to control me of when she spoke to me or how she spoke to me. And having to go back through the text messages and that, and now I can see it for what it was that, she was doing it to me, not me doing it to her. So she's gone to through the system thinking that she could do what she's done. Like she shut her ABN down and said that she was an employee. No, she wasn't. She was working underneath an ABN and doing tax invoicing to me. Um, but she thought she could hide all of that. Um, and she's just doing it for money. She thinks that I'm rich and I'm not. And is there, is there some revenge in there, do you think? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Um, she's, what, about 120 kilos, six foot six, um, takes a size 13 shoe, um, 45 kilos, five foot six, 
blonde hair, green eyes, um, exactly what she always used to say to me that she wanted to be. She goes, I will always want to have soft white hair like yours. Um, yeah. Um, that sounds she, like um, it'd be pretty easy for you to bully her then. <laughs> <laughs> she played rugby union for Australia, man. Like, like she broke a girl's nose when she went on a trip and oh. from coat hangering her like oh. and was proud about it wow. because they were hazing each other and it was like wow i'm glad i don't play sport yeah. um sounds yeah. like a cycle to me she she's next level um because she doesn't care who she hurts in the process as long yeah. as she gets the outcome that she wants yeah that's what it sounds like i just i I can't understand how humans can do that to other humans, particularly when there's kids involved. It just, well, we can't put ourselves in their heads because they don't think logically. It's no. Um, what were your, what, sorry, sorry, go ahead. That's what um, my therapist and that, like I'm now seeing a therapist because of it, because it affects every part of my life. Like I get scared all the time. I don't know like where she's going to turn up. Like if I hear noises at night and if the dog's barking and that I come running out and I've got a steel pole, I don't know what I'll do with it, but I'm just scared. Like she never really liked my daughter, but she always was obsessed with my son and everyone, my son's um, psychologist and the doctors and the peds and everyone around us, because she saw and met everyone because she would have to come and help me with the kids when we'd go to appointments that they all firmly believe that she wants to kill me and take my son and have him as her own. My daughter, she would not care for because she's too high needs. My son, yeah. Does she have any kids of her own? No, no. She said that she miscarried like I have. And, um, but I've done research into her husband's blood disorder and that, and there's no way that she could fall pregnant. Right. So it was a lie. Like everything that she said to me was a lie. So what, um, what, if any, contact have you had with the police to try and get this stopped? I, um, when they raided me again, I went down to the police station and I took them all the allegations that she made about me in uh, work, through work cover and through industrial relations. Um, like they were absolutely, what she has said about me is absolutely disgusting. Um, if you believed any of what she said, you'd think I was the most heinous mother that is alive. Um, like I feed my children off the ground. I beat them. Um, when child safety said that to me, it was like, how could I be, uh, how could I feed my children off the ground? My back is really bad. I find it hard to bend. And the lady said, well, why would you clean it up if you did it? I said, because you've got to keep clean house. And it's like, I didn't actually understand what they were saying. And it was like, I looked at it logically. Why would I do that if I need to clean it up? Why would I make life harder for myself if I need to clean it up? Not the fact, why would you do it in the first place? Um, but yeah, I took everything that I had down to them. I gave them my phone and told them to download every message out there. Um, I even had text messages from her brother, which was only in June, stating that um, she has caused me a lot of um, great harm and angst and that she has um, narcissistic um, trauma from when they were kids and all this stuff and that I need to forgive her. I still don't hate her. I just want her to get help and get a hobby. Leave me alone. Yeah. I, I don't bother with you. I oh, don't bother with you. 
Yeah, and her car drives past my house all the time. I've got to get another camera out the front and that's on the road so so we can have it um, video recorded because I know her number plate, I know her car. Um, it's bright orange, it sticks out like her. Um, it, I'm like when what I'm, I'm always constantly thinking, is this the day? Is today the day? Is it today? Mm. And it's already hard enough to live like that. Like it's like my daughter has thrown herself through a window before and impaled herself and it's like it's hard enough to live with that. Like is that today the day I'm going to lose my children? But if my children lose their mother, what will happen to them? They don't deserve this. I never did anything wrong. They never did anything wrong. They're innocent. Um, and the police are just saying we've got to wait until she actually physically does something to hurt me. That is crazy. They can't do anything? No. That's got to be wrong. Prime minister or something, they'll do something. That's got to be just... wrong, Shannon. That's, that's, that's not on. No, no, no. Nah. They have like to do innocent. something. Yeah, but they don't take it seriously. Her brother, she told me her brother left his phone with her and those two bikies that were killed in Burley, that he did it. Like, do you know how freaking scared I am? I I can't even think straight because it's like, well, if she can try and turn people against me, that these lies that she has fed all these people in the system and, like, with child safety, the police, this whole big story that she's made up about me that, I have got this plantation of drugs here. I've got weapons here. I am selling um, cannabis to the teachers at school and that. Like, the only drug I gave the teachers was at Christmas time. It was two bottles of wine because you need to have wine to be able to teach our kids. Our kids are hard work. And it was like, thank you. But I gave them with chocolates and a cup and it was like a gift basket. It wasn't like, I just, I can't understand it. No, well... You can't understand it because the whole thing is freaking crazy. And the fact that no one, like, why do people get to do this to people and nothing happens? That's why we're doing this podcast. We have to educate police, you know, like what pisses me off? How can they take the word of this woman and just raid your house with your kids in it, breaking in your door with stun guns, just on her word? Yet you go to them with proof and they do nothing. Exactly. That doesn't make sense. If it was a man, that would be done for domestic violence. Absolutely. But because it's a woman and because she worked for me, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's crazy. It doesn't matter. Like I must have done something. And if I had anything to hide and if I was selling marijuana and I was doing all this stuff that she said, why would I give the police my phone number? Right. Why? They'd be able to pull up anything that's on there. Like, I have done nothing wrong. That's why I said, here, have my phone. They say, okay, we'll download everything from it and we'll go from there. And I haven't heard anything back to them. I keep sending them pictures of the mail. She sends mail to my house, like, at least every fortnight. Um, and I don't open it because I'm not going to get charged with tampering with mail. Right. I just leave it. I don't know what's in it. And it could be a letter. It could be her with their rantings, ravings, I don't know. It could be anything. It just could be, I don't know. And that, that's the unknown of it. It's the unknown and people out there protecting her. Like her mother knows what she, she's doing. Her sister knows what she's doing. Her husband knows what she's doing. Her brother knows what she's doing. But nobody's reporting her. Nobody's giving getting her sanctioned under a mental health act. They oh, wow. said that she needs drugs and that she needs help, but she won't seek it. Well, if she won't seek it for herself, you've got to 
a right to you be innocent. You've got to force her to get help. Yeah. Even her psychiatrist hasn't reported her. If she's at imminent risk of causing me immediate harm and death, and she's verbalizing it to you, she's going to kill me even when she sees me. Even when. Like, don't you, don't they take an oath that they have to protect the innocent? Like, uh, I, my belief is that if whatever is between you and your psychiatrist is confidential, unless it involves the harm of someone else, and then the psychologist is, is banned to report. That's how I, that's what I think. But people out there, you could maybe correct me if I'm wrong. Well, they're not protecting me. No, absolutely not. Well, this is oh, what this podcast's about, Shannon. We're hoping that we get the word out there and things change. We make a change. We might have people come forward knowing from what you've said that she may be doing the same thing to them. Let's hope if she is that they do come forward and we can do something about it. I hope, I hope she isn't. Like the NDIS Safeguards Commission finally contacted me um, nearly a year after I contacted them with what she was doing. I said, uh, and I contacted the blue card people as well, um, working with Children Check um, and told them what she's doing. They waited till they investigated me for fraud and then came up that I was not committing fraud. They audited me and that I wasn't doing anything wrong in the instance, but they waited till they checked that out first before they went into now damage control and trying to stop her from going with any other family. So they checked her out for fraud because of what she had said? Her allegations, yes. Oh, see, that's nuts. See, that they've gone nuts. all through bank accounts and they found no evidence. They've gone through all my receipts, they found no evidence. And the only receipts that I've got, this woman stole four filing cabinets of paperwork out of my office. Now that's got my birth certificates, my kids' birth certificates, my marriage certificates, my divorce, um, my divorces and everything in there, my parents' death certificates, their birth certificates. It's got our whole lives in it. It's got the title deeds to my house. It's got all my income um, tax statements, everything from the last seven years, even longer, probably 10 years. Um, but nobody's doing anything. There was no way that she could have known. These people who've come up and told me that um, this person has called me and she wants me to collude with her that you are a bad mother, these people, she would have never even known. They're not even in my um, in my um my phone like they're not even they're not even there do you know what I mean she wouldn't have even known who they were in my phone to be able to call like call them she wouldn't have known she wouldn't have known who they are because I haven't spoken about them but I've had these people come from six years ago and seven years ago that worked for me for like five minutes and said oh I've had this person call me out of the blue what the hell's going on Shannon it's crazy Shannon has filtered every avenue of my life and I don't know how to stop her nobody will help me hopefully Shannon this maybe will get you the help that you need where time is up Shannon we have to finish there thank you so much for sharing your story with us we really appreciate it sorry and sorry for being emotional but it just breaks my heart that one person can screw up somebody's life so bad no, oh, I totally understand. I don't even know where to begin with trying to feel what you guys would be going through. I just can't fathom it. I just can't imagine living my life, looking over my shoulder, having government departments, police departments rocking up. And oh, I just can't imagine it. It's just unbelievable. I had a shower last, the, not last night, the night before, and the girls were here 
looking after the kids and like I can't have a shower unless somebody's actually got physical eyes on the children it's just not safe and um the girls were here and I said, I said look I'll have a quick shower anyway um the lights went off and I just braced myself and then my son jumped out around the corner and went boo and he thought it was funny as hell mm. and I lost it I lost it and I shouldn't have lost it but it was like is this it and like have you actually got me now like I'm weak I'm vulnerable I've got no clothes on I'm wet I'm cornered like and I just screamed at him and was like I'm so sorry I felt so bad afterwards he thought it was funny as hell and it's like it's not funny in a norm in a a normal situation it would have been funny you know yeah but no no not in your situation that's terrifying yeah like you can't even have a shower and know that you're safe yeah yeah but anyway thanks mate sorry that's all right thanks shannon we really appreciate you talking to us thank you no problem take it easy see you now bye bye If you or someone you know is being stalked in Australia, please ring 1-800-RESPECT. That's 1-800-737732. In the United Kingdom, please ring Paladin National Stalking Advocacy Service on 020-3866-4107. And in the United States, please ring Stalking Resource Center, National Center for Victims of Crime Helpline on 800-FYI-CALL. That's 800-394-2255. If you've enjoyed this episode of Stalking Australia from That's Not Canon Productions, you can find more like it on your podcatcher of choice. If you'd like to support the show, the easiest way to do that is go to Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice and leave us a five-star rating and review. You can find out more about the show at that'snotcanon.com forward slash stalkingaustralia.